Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about a variety of different shows. Uh, we're going to talk about Archive 81, which is kind of a cool new series out there, along with um, Discovery of Witches, uh, Vox Machina, and uh, there might be another one or two that come up uh, in the middle of this whole show as well. So let's kick it off with Jenna first. And uh, Jenna, you want to take us into Archive 81? Yes, so definitely haven't completed it yet, but it's been intriguing, and uh, I would say it's worth checking out if you like a good mystery, because it's kind of a new spin on found footage. You have the character on the left whose name is suddenly escaping me, and that makes me terrible for prepping. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can find it while you're chatting. Uh, uh, He restores films. Uh, like damaged films for a a museum that focuses on film and he gets a random job to uh, kind of a special one-off for a client that wants this certain footage that they found uh, cleaned up and cleaned up quickly and when he does such a good job they're like hey we have a bunch of other videos related to this we really need you to uh, do this for us at a side, we'll pay you $100,000 for a short-term contract. And he's like, yes, please. <laughs> well, it's like, it's kind of weird because he can't find anything on this co- company. And all he knows is that there is a, there was a fire in the 90s for this apartment building. 13 unaccounted for. And um, the, the construction company involved with it was the Lund Development. And it happens to be that this guy is from that same development. So he's kind of unsure, like, should I take this job? Should I not? It something feels off, but then he notices that the person who owned the film that he cleaned up, she's got a picture of herself with his dog when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that sense of like, how, how does she know this? Like something is telling him he needs to engage this, the, the, see what, just what's happening. Because his parents also died in the 90s with his, with his sister and supposedly that same dog um, in a house fire while he was out. No, not the dog, because he was out walking the dog. And then his, uh, his family died in a fire about the same time that this apartment building fire occurred. Oh. So, his character's name is Dan, by the way. It's yep, played Dan. by Mamudu Afi. And he does it. He's a great job, a very subtle actor. Um, so, so as he's digging, he gets take. He agrees to take the job because he's like, maybe there's something there that I need to be paying attention to. Also, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Which, uh, when I don't imagine a restoring film for a film museum pays the most. No. So. Uh, 
And what's kind of funny about it is his best friend actually does an urban legend podcast. So he's, he's kind of like his best friend's like, uh, what's the story? What are you finding? Because as he goes to this remote location, takes on taking on the job and starts digging into this film, he starts finding more connections to not only his past, but just this like, mystery of little things being off um in that you know one of the people who was in the film actually was a patient of his father's who was a psychologist at nyu huh. so he started so it's it's very creepy and subtle it's one of those detail-oriented things because as what he's uncovering through restoring this film is that a college student who's trying to get her phd by doing a uh, oral history of this apartment building, which sits on the site where a previous fire had occurred mm. in the 1920s of a mansion, single owned. We don't know much about the owners yet, but that mansion burned down. They built this apartment building and she's trying to do an oral history. And the people are, are kind of private, but there's this little girl, Jess, who can get her ends to get these interviews for her oral history project. And they, you know, one of them reads tarot cards and it's like, you know, people are pulled here and there's a sex cult in the community room, but then she meets other people in the, in the community who are like, oh, that's just Belize. And she's likes to over-exaggerate things. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually just a historical society on the building itself. A lot of people who just want interesting things to sell because of, one of the other residents is a professor from Columbia. Um, Doesn't every old apartment building have like a sex cult? <laughs> I mean, as far as we know. <laughs> you got to use the community room for something. That's right. <laughs> You pay for it anyway. Come on. That's right. And then, uh, you know, ultimately, first off, she says, you know, her story starts to change. So you start to wonder how much you can trust her as the filmmaker, because she she says she's filming it for her PhD. And then she says she's also looking for a historian who is there, this this woman um, who then she finally admits Sorry, spoiler alert, but I don't think it's going to be too much. It was actually her birth mother. So you start to see that there's more and more of an issue of a personal connection with all of this for her. So she's got some other agenda, really. Is besides doing, is she really doing the. She's she's really doing the project, but she's using it as an excuse to dig into her past because her adoptive mother had died uh, in the last year. Okay. So. But you start, and as he's going through this footage, Dan starts to get more and more connected and invested in the characters. And as he's viewing the footage, it almost seems like they're aware of him watching the footage. Ooh. So, and that's kind of where you're left off with so episode are you, three. So you so don't know, is, is that- it all in his head? Because he's so invested in getting this um, film done to figure right. out why is his father seemingly connected to right. this woman mm. um, because they're finding records or um, is there something more demonic going on? So is it that he, 
feels he's being watched or do we know that he's being watched? Well, we know for sure he's being watched by the, the, his employer. Yes. He finds the cameras. Oh, okay. And he, and he finds a spot where he can make cell phone calls. So his buddy, who's really funny, who runs the podcast yeah, is helping him. I see. Okay. Um, is like when he's like, Hey, I found this detail. Would you look this up for me? His friend right. will go check it and call him back. Okay. Um, and yeah, then- that was my, that, that was kind of one of my concerns with, cause Lynn and I watched the first episode uh, or maybe the first two, I don't know. It was to the point where he got to the place where he's starting to restore the film mm-hmm. and my take on it was, okay. So he goes to, this Dan character goes to meet with the guy that eventually becomes his employer, offers him the hundred thousand to do the, the video restoration project. Right. And um, Dan look, tries to find information about this company, but there's nothing online. It's like, almost like it doesn't exist. Right. So he can't find anything, which is kind of mysterious. And so he tells that to uh, the guy, I think it's the guy's name that runs the company is Virgil. Virgil Davenport, I think is the guy, Yes, uh, the character. And so he tells Virgil, you know, I couldn't find anything about you online. And he said, well, I tried looking you up online as well. And you have no social media presence or anything either. I couldn't find any information out about you. But then as the conversation goes on, suddenly this Virgil knows things about this character that the character says, how did you find that out? This was never posted online. He said, well, we, we do more than just your typical research, I guess. Mm-hmm. So your it turns out background check. Yeah. So it turns out he knows a lot of, a lot more about Dan than um, he initially let on. And then he says, okay, says, well, uh, when Dan agrees to, to restore the film, uh, he said, okay, he said, uh, well, bring me the film. I'll do the restoration. Well, uh, the film's too fragile to take it anywhere. You'll have to go to where the film is. And of course, the film is in this building that's no, in a no. very remote part of the country, uh, away from any civilization. Well, uh, it's no- the Catskills. So, I mean, it's not uh, too it's not okay. too remote, but it's it's definitely off the grid. Because And he claims yeah. there's none of these amenities like Internet because they just don't use it anymore. It's right. just storage. But if so, it was me, I would never go somewhere where I do not have guaranteed <laughs> access to the rest of the world. I'd want to know what was going on in the world, even while I was doing this other project. I'd want internet, whether I had to take a sat phone or some means of getting myself connected to the world. And if I took a sat phone, it would be a sat phone that I bought and paid for <laughs> and they would reimburse me with. So that Not they very couldn't trusting. cut me off <laughs> in mid-project when I stumbled across some earth-shattering secret that they didn't want revealed and they decided they needed to eliminate me. I don't want them shutting off my radio. Right. And that's kind of the whole thing where he does have his suspicions. He's trying to be careful. He's obviously smart, but because he starts to see a personal connection that maybe he can get answers to his own past he starts making the, the fatal mistake. Well, we don't know if it's fatal yet. Uh, the, we don't know if it's fatal. Uh, the mistake of overlooking these red flags because yeah. he wants the answers of his own. Right. So it's, it's creepy. It's, it's got a cool storyline and world it's building. And, you know, it's one of those things that you're watching with somebody 
and you're both like trying to figure it out. So I definitely recommend it. Um, It definitely has that creepy vibe going for it. Yeah. So, uh, and you don't know if it's going to be a a happy ending or not. Right. Right. All right. Cool. Um, Yeah. Lynn and I, we we watched the first episode and that, and I liked it. It was, uh, it was intriguing. That was just the one little thing that, that bothered me. It's like, yeah, no, I'd definitely be taking some, something with me. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, and then, uh, we've also, Linda and I have been watching a program on, uh, Amazon prime. Oh, what's archive 81's on Netflix, 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 Netflix. And then, uh, on Amazon prime, Linda and I have been watching a, a series called discovery of witches. And I think there's three seasons actually out now. So mm-hmm. it's probably been out there for a while. So folks may have already seen it. Uh, we've just started watching it and, uh, it's very good. I think it might've been on another um a channel like sundance or something before it came to amazon prime but anyway it's out there now and uh it's pretty good um it's basically the story is takes place in modern times um and there's um uh, creatures that live amongst us um humanity is mostly unaware of them uh we've kind of you know, forgotten that they existed or discounted it as myth and legend, but there's witches, vampires, and demons. And um, <clears throat> every group mistrusts the other group. Um, and they all try to keep a low profile because they don't want humanity to become aware that they do exist. Um, and they have like a little, um, uh, co- you know, council where they get together and there's representatives from each of the groups and they decide on the policies that's going to keep uh, everything peaceful and everybody in harmony right and uh, so one of the rules is is that there's no interspecies relationships because the primary concern with that is that if you have a a witch that were to fall in love and mate with a vampire the offspring would then be more powerful than any one of the groups alone and they want to avoid that at all costs so oh Oh no, a half vampire, half witch. That would be so rad. We can't let it happen. <laughs> we can't so, let that or, so like or a, a demon witch or a, uh, a vampire demon. Can't let it happen. Demon right. werewolf or, I mean, yeah. all sorts of fun stuff. So right. like, Just is, the, cool. is the discovery of witches like a term of like a murder of crows or a flock of geese? Like that's what you call it is a discovery of witches when it's a group of them? I don't know. You know, I hadn't thought about that until you until you just mentioned it. But I'm pretty that, sure that it's a possible. coven of witches. Is the but can look it up. Yeah, but I, I mean, in this world, in this right. world, Seth, that's oh, thing. okay, fair. Not a, not not in typical. Yeah. Uh, so what Linda has on the screen there, the the two uh, primary characters in the show, uh, the the guy is a vampire. And uh, in this series, uh, vampires uh, do not have to avoid the sun. I was going to say, he doesn't look very pale. He looks perfectly tan. Yes, he looks nice. He doesn't have to avoid the sun. Uh, They can't fly, but they can move very quickly. Um, And, of course, they do drink blood and such. Well, who doesn't? Um, And then they also (laughs) talk about... And condescending. Yeah. They talk about when they're creating another vampire, they they use the term sire. So they're siring a, another mm-hmm. vampire or something. Um, like you and do. Then, uh, the woman, 
the woman so the vampire is uh matthew claremont and um he's uh been alive since at least the 1500s so he's seen a lot of history uh comes from a very ancient family and there's an uh the claremont family is very big in the vampire world they have a a seat on the council that makes the decisions as to what happens um and then the the woman uh is uh, dr diana bishop uh that's her character and uh so she plays a historian and uh, but she's also uh, a daughter of witches and um she apparently has uh, a substantial amount of witch power, but she um, never really used it or was trained in it, um, mostly because uh, she had been blocked from uh, with some sort of a hex that prevented her, we find out, from using her magic powers. It is going to hate what's that haters, haters, haters gonna hate. Hate. right uh, apparently the same witches uh put the hex on her to block her power that may have also killed her parents because oh. they were breaking the rules uh mm. in some fashion so her parents were or yes. okay her and parents were gonna break the rules what's that yeah now she's going to right uh, so anyway, her and the, this vampire are falling in love and that's creating all sorts of uh, issues. So you see there her current parents, um, which is a, a female couple. And that's her uh, aunt. Oh, I get. Oh, right. I guess they're like her. Her aunt and her partner. Yeah. Her acting parents, I guess, since her real parents <laughs> were dead. Uh, they raised her after her parents were killed. So. Anyway, her powers are starting are so, so powerful that they're breaking through the hex anyway. So she's starting to experience her powers and she's getting more powerful. And then I think uh, in the last episode, we saw um, another witch that was trying to get information from her, uh, remove the hex uh, as a means of helping her, I think. So. Or manipulating her. We'll see. Yeah, or right, right. So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of interplay between the vampires and the demons. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of the demon powers yet. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more about that. But it's a pretty interesting series. Uh, a lot of good chemistry between um, Matthew Good, who plays the part of the lead vampire, Matthew Claremont. And so at least he's got the same first name as an actor and a character, which makes it easier. I'm sure when he's on set. Right. So- I've heard good things about this. I've seen a lot of positive reviews. I know Shudder featured it for a while. Um, and I I know it's based on a series of books. Uh-huh. So I, I've i definitely have been like watching and creeping on this, but I hated to start a new series because I hate, I like to binge. Yeah. I, am, I am not a patient waiter for <laughs> stories. Just like I'm starting to binge Wheel of Time finally. And I guess they're on the last season for The Discovery of Witches. Yeah. So it's going to be a completed series. series. And I, I've kind of been holding out because I know I'm probably going to obsess just a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we, we're watching, uh, we watch a couple episodes on Friday and then a couple more on Sunday, typically. So uh, yeah, we're, we're working through it pretty quick. But I need my magic fix since The Witcher is, you know, not till 2023 now. Right. Oh. Right. Well, this is a good one to pick up for sure. We really like it. Um, and uh, then to shift gears a little bit, um, for those that are into D&D, there's a new 
animated series called Vox Machina, which is uh, voiced by a lot of the uh, uh, characters that we see in the uh, Critical Role series that you may have seen <laughs> on YouTube if you watch that. Um, and uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, it opens up um, the, f- the first episode is pretty hilarious. You see this uh, band of adventurers, you know, there's the, the rogue and the wizard and the, the dwarf and, and uh, the ranger and all that stuff. And they're on this mountaintop overlooking this uh, scene of carnage, you know, where there, there's this horrible uh, countryside destroying monster that they've got to, that they've got to uh, slay. And so the monster, they hear the monster approaching and roaring and, you know, the, you see them all, you know, pick up their weapons and you see the dwarf and he's the first one. And he says, I've got my hammer and I'm going to, and with that, the creature drops a giant rock on him and crushes him and kills him. And then, <laughs> and then the wizard says, Oh, that's enough. And the wizard starts, you know, getting these orbs and crackling energy. And then all of a sudden the dragon breathes fire on him, turns him to a crisp and he holds <laughs> away his dust. Well, you don't know that it's a dragon yet. Well, no, you don't. What, Whatever it is. And um, I mean, fire, you assume. Well, <laughs> radiant energy, it could be. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it pretty much k- kills this entire band in a heartbeat. It's hilarious. And that's kind of where it starts. So uh, uh, basically this kingdom has been hiring these adventurers to these well-known adventurers to go take out this evil uh, that's uh, ravaging the countryside. And every group so far has been horribly destroyed. The uh, uh, I think uh, one of the characters talking to the king says, well, the uh, the the murder mayhem group was murdered. The. Uh, <laughs> The uh, group of slasher dwarves was slashed. Uh, you know, it goes through basically the whole the whole joke so line, it's right? All the jokes uh, yes. that oh, yeah. people love about D and D and makes them want to be in a campaign. Yeah. So of course, then it it cuts to a scene in a tavern where you have our actual heroes of the show, and they're all in a drinking contest, getting drunk, and then they break oh, into a, a so barroom brawl and and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, never ensues. never get in a drinking contest with the barbarian. Right, <laughs> don't do it. So hey, you're you're watching this too, right, Seth? Oh yeah, yeah. We watched all three episodes Netflix? that are available. It's on um, Amazon. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Bill and Linda, you don't normally like cartoons. What makes you like this? For the maybe the other audience members who are not big fans of animations, but you're you're really loving this. Subject matter, um, it's it just having played D and D, it is just so like it, <laughs> so like a campaign. Yeah, and I, and well, I was uh, I was taken in by the first five minutes of the show, where what, <laughs> what you think are the heroes that are going to be leading the show are just instantly wiped out, incinerated, right? Hilarious, and uh, and that's the way the whole show is. It's it's pretty damn funny. So, um, so and I, and I like the style of animation. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's really good, I think. And, uh, and the characters are, are fairly interesting. I'm getting, I mean, the bard is so the bard singing every (laughs) freaking where they go. You haven't seen the third episode yet, right? No, 
we just uh, we're just one episode in, but we'll but we like it. We're, we're you you it. will you will like Scanlan in the third episode too. That's the, he that's the has part, right? a musical number. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got a musical number for everything. Uh, it, it's a bigger musical number. It involves <laughs> lighting. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Unless I I think I I don't. I might be wrong about this, but I think like this, the legend of Vox Machina, the story they're telling now and that they told in the graphic novels, Legend of Vox Machina. I think this is the story of the critical role group before they start the the game they were playing when they were just playing and not recording. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is, yeah, and Matt Mercer is do is uh, he does the initial narration at least, and I'm pretty sure he does some other voice acting in the show too. They're very good. I mean, their voices are fantastic. So there, there are a bunch of voices that are quickly recognizable in this yep. show. Right, uh, right. David Tennant. Oh is wow! That uh, he's the big. Scottish sounding general. Oh no. <laughs> Felicia Day is in episode two. Oh wow. Nice. Although I hate to tell you she dies pretty quick. No. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she but, always dying? She's becoming the Sean Bean of fandoms. <laughs> but yeah, uh while you're wa- if you're watching uh if you're watching it, go ahead and pause it every now and again for the X-ray. Because it's they got a good voice acting cast for this. <laughs> General Krieg. Oh yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to to hearing from David. So he's the general that's talking to the king, man. I because I didn't yeah. even recognize his voice. Oh, I I, I recognize it was something familiar instantly because it's basically it, it's really close to the voice he was using for Scrooge McDuck. Oh, that right. Scottish accent. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Oh man, I I don't. I gotta get through Wheel of Time because I'm binging on that. I do. I need to check the timeline of how long this is free because it's Amazon Prime owned, so it might be free. But the Discovery Witches might have a timeline because I'm honestly planning on binging so much shit <laughs> here <laughs> in about five six weeks yeah right amazon has been doing has been putting out a lot of good content lately Mm -hmm. new season of the expanse wheel of time lord of the rings is coming soon yeah uh legend of vox machina the boys and i just feel like nothing seems to ring more nothing would ring more nerdy maternity leave than to uh just binge all the shows yeah See, oh, I don't know how you did the whole pregnancy thing without trying to binge it. Binge the pregnancy. Exactly. You, <laughs> you know, oh, get it all no. done in a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did binge, but that was uh, the caloric kind of binging, especially <laughs> during the holidays. Because let me tell you, timing that third trimester for <laughs> holiday cookies and cakes and food and birthday. Ooh. Ooh. That is the game plan, ladies. <laughs> If there's one word of advice, that's what you'd give. Yes, up. yes. <laughs> and, then, and then you do it in winter, 
So you get to oh. just wear the big cozy clothes and no right. one sees the beach ball you have under your shirt as easily. <laughs> nice. Funny. Sounds so like a good plan. I think pro, you got it all down. Pro tip. Nice. All right. Uh, awesome. Yeah, but uh the I I've seen previews of it. It looks funny. I was like, do I really need to watch something else right now? Because the nursery's not done. <laughs> but I may have to pick this up for something funny and light. Cause how long are the episodes? They're not on. Yeah. Okay, then I, we may have to watch it after we watch our scary stuff or Archive 81 or anything that's kind of mm. disturbing. Right. To, to, to feel lighter and happier. Right. It is. Because uh, we just watched also uh, Malignant was added to HBO Max. And uh, we're definitely needing something funny and lighthearted when we watch those darker shows. Nice. Well, yeah, this will do it. It's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. So. I love Grog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great characters all right folks well um anybody the, uh, yeah the end of the first episode like after that bar fight where he's just like playing with the hand that he cut off i know <laughs> perfect it's perfect you know i keep that <laughs> the smell oh no yeah, as long as he's not like the guy in the walking dead that wore the necklace of ears around his oh I mean, that is that is a lady killer accessories. I don't know what you're talking about. You'd be all over that. I mean, that is a lady killer accessory <laughs> in that you kill the ladies and then you wear the ears. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I told that was totally intentional. Right. We should have looked to see if any of those ears had piercings, you know, like earrings or something. Oh, and then you hang other ears them. from the ears. <gasps> What's that? That's the move. It's like a chain yeah. of ears. <laughs> yeah, if the ear if the ear has an earring for it, you can oh, then yeah. hang an ear from the ear. Oh yeah, <laughs> a chain uh, of ears. Okay, gross. That'd be very disturbing. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, um, on that note, I guess we will. Uh, call it and uh, thank you all for listening again to another episode we hope you'll check out one of these three shows again archive 81 uh discovery of witches and vox machina and uh, they're all pretty good shows highly recommended you check them out and uh, we will be back next time where we're gonna uh, talk a little bit about boba fett because we should be further into that by the next show and uh we're also gonna do a little uh, review of spider-man no way home i think right seth yeah, assuming other pe people other than me watch it. <laughs> right. well, well, and hey, this is a perfect time. What is our audience watching? What is some maybe uh, not as well-known series or shows that have been added to the streaming services that have been out for a while that didn't get much hype that we should be looking at and recording? Right. Good question for the week. What should we watch? Right. What are we missing out on? All right, folks. Thanks again for listening. And we will certainly uh, be back again next week with uh, some more fun content so take hey, care hey in the meantime remember to like share subscribe leave us a comment uh on anywhere on our website galacticdriftroad.space and <laughs> check out our uh, sister podcast over at synergynation.net synnation.net all right sounds good take care have a great day guys bye-bye bye, -bye. Uh... bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, 
please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.